When you can't agree even with your best effort, having fallback criteria can break the agreement logjam and allow you to get on with other things. Hello, this is Tammy Lenski, and welcome to The Space Between, a podcast about getting better results from our most difficult and important conversations. The Space Between refers to the figurative terrain between them and us, between where we are and where we want to be, maybe even between who we are and who we want to be when we're in a difficult conversation. And this episode is Four Handy Principles for Deciding When You Can't Agree. Sometimes more conversation doesn't yield better conflict resolution results. When conflict conversations go long and you still can't agree, continuing the debate can end up breeding greater frustration than some disagreements are worth. Having a fallback principle can rescue your day, not to mention your business or personal relationship. A principle is a rule that you can apply in order to choose among the options. Consider the following fallback principles just a starting place. Use them as is or as seeds for developing your own fallback principles. Principle 1. Who cares most? This one comes from Basecamp co-founders Jason Fried and David Heinemeyer Hansen, known for the elegant simplicity of their software. Hansen says this about the who cares most principle. When we go into a disagreement, sometimes the heat can get pretty hot, but usually there's one person who cares more than the other person. We've just set up a give and take system where whoever cares most if the discussion goes long wins. Principle two, whose reputation will be on the line? This principle gives decision-making power to the person whose job, authority, image, or standing in the team or organization, family, community will be the most jeopardized if something goes wrong. Sometimes that stakeholder will be a party to the disagreement. Sometimes they're outside the conversation, perhaps even unaware it's going on. Good decisions should involve the key stakeholders. A variation of this principle is who stands to lose the most if the decision goes bad. Principle three, what would you tell a best friend to do? This one comes from brothers Chip and Dan Heath in their best-selling book, Decisive, How to Make Better Choices in Life and Work. The best friend principle helps you zero in on the most important factor in a decision instead of flitting among multiple variables. Say the Heaths, quote, when we think of our friends, we see the forest. When we think of ourselves, we get stuck in the trees. The two of us have talked to many people about thorny personal or professional decisions they were facing, and often they seemed flummoxed about the right thing to do. Then we'd ask them the best friend question, and almost always, often within a matter of seconds, they'd come up with a clear answer. Usually they were a bit surprised by their own clarity. When we'd ask, do you think maybe you should take your own advice? They'd admit, yeah, I guess I should, end quote. Now, this one can be misused when you apply it in times you can't agree with someone. The idea here isn't to use the principle simply as an argument for your own case. What, you must each ask yourselves, would you really tell your best friend is the best option here? Four, who will do the work? This one also comes from Basecamp's Fried and Hansen. When one of them has a strong opinion about how something should be done, but the other person is the one who will actually do the work, the one who will implement it gets the advantage. Says Hansen, quote, it doesn't mean he's always right, it doesn't mean we'll always go that way, but I'll concede the point more often than not when it falls into his specific wheelhouse. We have a great mutual respect for the expertise that each of us holds, 
end quote. Note that this principle is subtly but importantly different than who is the bigger expert. By framing it as who will do the bulk of the work, they sidestep the dicey issue of who knows more, which could end up creating even more tension. And of course, while it's tempting to think of the expert as the one who should choose, expertise can actually blind you to something fresh eyes can see. Using the principles. Here are a few tips for getting the most out of fallback principles when you can't agree. One, whenever possible, decide in advance which principles you'll turn to when you're stuck. This is called having a meta conversation, a conversation about a conversation. And it's tempting just to skip the work of this, but be forewarned. When you're frustrated and stuck is not the time to try to reach agreement about how you'll get out of being frustrated and stuck. Two, don't keep tabs on who's conceded more often. Unless the ratio is wildly out of whack, keeping tabs becomes just another thing to fight about. If you start using one or more of these principles and discover the ratio really is wildly out of whack, there's good insight for you here. Figure out why and you'll likely discover something useful. Three, if one principle doesn't help, use another. For example, if you try to apply the who will do the work principle and there's overlap in the answer, turn to another principle. And four, for really quick and relatively unimportant decisions, there's always rock, paper, scissors. Life's short, you know. Thanks so much for listening. If you've been enjoying this free podcast, please add a rating or review of the podcast on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. I would really, really appreciate that. You can find past episodes at thespacebetween.fm. Transcripts of podcast episodes are available at no cost to my subscribers who receive an email each time one is available. Visit TammyLensky.com slash subscribe. That's T-A-M-M-Y-L-E-N as in negotiation, S-K-I dot com slash subscribe.